Welcome to episode 4 of Let's Watch Cop Rock, an 11-episode podcast discussing that classic police procedural rock musical soap opera crime drama Cop Rock, 11 episodes of which aired on ABC during the fall of 1990. Over the course of this podcast as a whole, we discuss the events of the show, our reactions to the music, and the ways this program worked or didn't work, and why some of it still seems very relevant today. Sometimes we get political, sometimes we crack up uncontrollably, sometimes, such as in this episode, we tell unbelievable but entirely true stories of our own lives, intersections with crime, or law enforcement, or both. Every episode we play good cop, bad cop, or innocent bystander, and take note of what Officer Orofice says around minute 35 regarding his soundtrack compilation appearing soon on YouTube. Check his Twitter, at Officer Orifice, for more information. To briefly recap the show so far, LaRusso's been arrested, or, as Officer Orofice puts it, banged up, for murder. Randy Newman looks like he's suffering some sort of distress during the opening theme song, Father-husband has prostatitis and a number of other problems. Crystal Ashtray's mother sold her baby for probably significantly less than the agreed-upon price a couple of weeks ago. And the chief of police is a delusional and violent misogynist we're supposed to see as a lovable oaf, who is probably falling for the mayor who used to be physically unattractive, apparently, and has now been, quote-unquote, fixed. If you're curious to watch the chicken lady sketch we reference obliquely in the first few seconds of the episode proper, check the show notes. If you're curious about some of the British desserts, or as he calls them, puddings, referenced by Officer Orofice, you're on your own. Watch the fourth episode of Cop Rock before listening. Trust me, it'll make a lot more sense that way. You can get Cop Rock on Amazon or direct from Shout Factory. There are links for each in the show notes. I want to mention again, we are in no way associated with the production of the television program Cop Rock, nor do any of us have any association with Shout Factory's production and distribution of the DVD version. We gain nothing financially from your purchase of Cop Rock. What we gather instead is the joy of spreading to others something we love. You can find Officer Orifice on Twitter as at Officer Orifice. I'm there too as at Cop Rocker. Our theme music is The Crime by Risework, with full attribution in the show notes. And now, let's watch Cop Rock. Okay, so, Cop Rock. Let's kick off. It's episode four of Cop Rock. Three Corpse Meal. Three Corpse Meal. So, we should, of course, as always, introduce ourselves. Officer Orifice. I am Detective Duda with an egg in my mouth. (laughs) Which she laid herself, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Straight from her body to her body. Um, (laughs) Exactly. She's like a human... Uruburis. And uh and I'm I'm Sergeant Snell. Uh, <laughs> and I got those words out. Um so this episode opens with LaRusso going to jail for murder. Yes. Uh and I just want to note that the very first thing I read in my notes was 
the least believable thing in this entire episode is a cop facing consequences. Word. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, that would never happen today, would it? <laughs> no. Let's face it. No. Uh, was this pre-Rodney King? Mm-hmm. Yes, it was two years prior to Rodney King. Right, okay. Well, that says it all, really, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I was actually quite shocked that his name was Vincent LaRusso, which pr- presumably is not new information. No. But... Uh, <laughs> To me, <laughs> it was. I don't, okay. I don't know why. I was because uh, you know I, uh, it has been a few weeks since we've sure, convened. Yeah. I think we should, should tell the listener that. Yeah, right. That it has been a while, isn't it? To them, it might be mere moments because, of course, they're binging this stuff. They're binging it. Like wow, that's, that's amazing. That's why our listeners are like time lords. Right, that's amazing. It's just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really thought about that. But no, you're right. It was, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, uh, no consequence, uh, no facing consequences. Right. Yes. A cop facing consequences just seems horribly optimistic. It's almost like science fiction. Yeah. 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 But, um, Except about cops. About cops. Yeah. Right. Like space precinct, but without Ted Shackleford. Space precinct. Yes, there was like a sci-fi show called Space Precinct, and it was a bit muppety. There were like some muppets in it, and had Ted Shackleford, fresh from his success in Knots Landing. Just me? Just me, then. I, yeah, this is totally oh, right. new information to me. Okay. Well, there's no, no Ted Shackleford in this, but it was Terry Austin, who I think we've established in the previous episode played Gary Ewing's crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay. Yes, she was. She's in this. She's the crazy prosecutor. In fact, I have written in my notes. She's the one who has sex with Larusso. Oh, oh. So she's not a prosecutor, but the uh, oh, the yes, yeah, so she's the, the other attorney. She's in the, the other one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I was getting mixed up because you got mixed up as well, didn't you? Yeah, I thought she was a prosecutor. Yeah, because well. they kind of look similar. They do look similar. Yes, but no, Terry Austin. She always plays the sex mad nut job. I wonder if that's because she is a sex mad nut job and it's just easy. Terry, if you're listening, do write in and let us know <laughs> if you are a sex mad nut job. In general. And just in general, yeah. So, you know. Or only in shows. <laughs> only in terrible shows. Oh, in terrible I, shows. I can't say anything about not slamming because I've never seen it. No, no. No, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was about an evil vineyard. <laughs> no, that was... Really? Falcon Crest. Oh, there was Falcon Crest. Yeah. No. no oh, Knott's Landing was a knockoff of, like, that whole Yeah, genre. Dallas. It was a spinoff of Dallas. It right? was, like yeah. Dynasty, like, wasn't, weren't they all kind of the same? Well, the Dynasty had Falcon Crest as a spinoff. No, the, the Colbys. The Colbys, God. How complicated. Okay, you do this. No. <laughs> Just, we're having a massive, like, communal homosexual breakdown. <laughs> Even even Duda, who is very heterosexual, has, has joined in the communal uh, homosexual breakdown. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. No. I don't know what Falcon Crest was. I think Falcon Crest was on its own. I thought Falcon Crest was a spinoff of something, but I could be wrong. I could totally. It might be. Wrong. be. I don't know. Nah, go for it. Let's go with it. But um, no, that's right. It was a. It wasn't a, a spinoff. It was a like a, a rip off of Dynasty, and that it was about rich people starring Gene Wyman because Gene Reagan Wyman. had been elected, and so they wanted to like oh. make some degree of 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 buck off right. of Jane Wyman because she was his first wife. Yes. 
Oh, okay. okay, I'm getting back on my homosexual horse. Sorry, yes. Good. Anyway. Are you yeah. back up on it? But there was Dynasty 2, the Colbys. Dynasty 2, the Colbys. Yes, right. very well remembered. With Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. Who left after who, the first season. But who was great. She was great in it as Constance Colby. Yeah. And who later said, it was the biggest pile of shit I was ever in. <laughs> You just think, like, you have to love somebody for that, right? But she took the money, and who wouldn't, right? And it she... was a long tumble from double indemnity to Dynasty 2, the Colby. It was. And know. she played Charlton Heston's mother, and, you know, you Which just kind of think, just like... sort of pathetic. Yeah, I mean, how, how many years between those two? Not that many, surely, yeah. you know? There's a really complicated story of child abuse back there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um... Anyway... Such child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nothing for you, listener. No. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, the lyrics of um, LaRusso's song when he's banged up. Woof. Well, yeah. I mean, he was pretty hot, wasn't he? All banged up and that. Mm. And his other blues. Yes. Not the oranges. I noticed that they were Mm -hmm. on blues. Oh, yeah. Nicely spotted. I didn't think of that. Yeah. So he's back in blue, but on the wrong side of the... And they looked embroidered, not like screen printed and or like, you know, stamp blocked. Yeah. Only the best in LA County Jail. That's right. Mm. But it was like, it don't make no never mind to me. He yeah. said at one point. It's so clumsy. I was like, what kind of redneck shit is that? Because that sounds like something out of a holler. <laughs> no, it does, yeah. yeah. I was waiting for that whole I... Jeebus line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly not. But the line that I wrote in was, chain me down like a junkyard hound. Because <laughs> I was like, Keep talking. <laughs> Let's pursue that storyline right now. Um, that would have been a great episode. Would have been a great episode. They missed their chance. I know. It could have been like a like an internal... Um, oh, now I've just got lost. Well, thinking yeah, it, it, it was internal. Russo and internal. internal. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but like... <laughs> just in your mind. Uh, yeah, you know. At any rate, if they ever decide to like reboot or revive Cop Rock and they have things, ideas for what they could do with the character of LaRusso, they should get in touch because I have come <laughs> some really complicated and maybe edgy ideas. You're like, about, I have come. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I've come up with. I have come yeah. some really ideas. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you are a writer, so you could come up with some. Well, not too fine, putting too fine a point on it, but some really fucking filthy stuff, I reckon. <laughs> I bet I could. Yeah. I bet I could. Mm. Uh, the, um, and then, then we had, like, the opening titles. Oh, but before we're done with the rest of oh, sorry. Song, I also did write this note to myself. I've watched a lot of musicals and a lot of porn, and I've watched a musical porn, but all of that was a new one. Like, <laughs> which one is the musical porn? Oh, I watched one called uh, Romeo and Julian in the early '90s. That was a gay Romeo and Juliet story that was also a musical. And then, like, and like, they would like finish the act, and then like one of them would like burst into song, <laughs> and it was really not very bad as a musical. It was not great as porn, but right. um, I was so fascinated by it that I hung on to it past the return date. And ended up racking up like a hundred fifty dollar late fee on it, and because I was a college student, I was too poor to like pay the late fee, so I just like hung on to it for years, and it was like 
literally like six years later, I took it back to that uh, video store and was like, I need to return this movie and I need to pay the late fee. And, uh, and he was like, you know, oh, well, and I was like, you need just to say the late fee kind of in a soft voice. And he was like, oh, you know, haha, like I've heard that before. And then he like pulled out my account and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I know. It's a lot of money. But I wanted to be able to rent from that store again. So, you know. Oh, I'm not surprised if it was a, a like a, a video store that actually went out like hardcore porn. Yeah, totally. Like it was a regular video store, but they had a room in the back. Oh, okay. Oh, God. I'm just thinking about my time at university, like renting videos. I was renting shit like Die Hard 3. I should have been renting that kind of stuff. Romeo out. and Julian. I'm sure it still exists. I bet it's on the internet now. Oh, it's probably on... Um, Porn tube? I don't know. Porn tubes are no longer available in any video store backrooms because video stores don't exist, which you should just wait until they dissolve. dissolve. Exactly. I should have. <clears throat> Unfortunately. Know. I've even got a VCR still, but that's neither here nor there. Is that because of all like the musical porn that you've got and you just thought they're never going to digitize <laughs> this shit? I better hold on to the, uh, the videos. I'm not going to say yes or no, but I am going to say that one day I'm going to have the most interesting Tumblr ever. <laughs> oh, now that does sound interesting. So, are we done with LaRusso's? Yeah, I think, more or less. Okay. I, and Well, I do have one thing. He mm. was totally delusional by saying, like, the whole good man thing. Yeah. Can't keep yeah. a good man down. I'm like, yeah. he's totally mm-hmm. fucking delusional. Yeah. Has no idea. Mm-hmm. He's not a good man. Yeah, definitely not a good he man. He might be good and bad. You know, Maybe. but he's not good. Maybe. We don't even know because he hasn't had sex with the DA chick or whoever she is. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. But he did have sex with that stripper. Mm. The one he was dating. The one he was trying to pimp out. Yeah. yeah. And trying to do the side order off anyway that was my last thing with the uh mm-hmm. LaRusso solo yeah mm. but it was uh I thought it was a good start to the episode though it's a bit different I like that totally and then like and then we had the opening titles and Randy Newman's doing his chunky poo face <laughs> <laughs> all the way through so distressing it's very distressing it's so isn't it? distressing and um, God, he was just—he really sounds like he's going to expire in the middle of it. Yeah, I mean, I like we Randy Newman. We haven't made it to the last episode. We don't know. Oh, maybe so. I like Randy Newman too. That's the thing. It's like it's hard to watch him do this. It is. Yeah. Well, I guess that means he's still alive. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I was. I was like. I was like. We don't know if he's. Oh, I don't know if he's still alive. Because do you think like. Oh, did you think he was going to die, actually die, during the opening titles in the final episode? In the middle of the season. I have no idea, because I don't know if Randy Newman's still alive to this day. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He keeps going for those high notes in that opening song. (laughs) And it's awfully appropriate that there's a storyline about somebody getting ready to drop a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Because he looks he's like on, he's going to have a stroke right there. Maybe he's on his low-fat diet like uh, everybody's on. High fiber. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, mm. I would imagine that. What if he died in the middle of recording that, um, the opening titles? More and then it would be like a, <laughs> It would be like a... <laughs> a TV. They're low-fat! <laughs> and eat an entire box of snack wells. What box, box of snack wells. 
through these <laughs> things that they invented in the 90s, probably yeah. a little mid, mid yeah. 90s, where they were like, oh, it's health food. Oh. It's just low fat things with like 99.9% sugar and oh. fake shit. Yeah. But it's low cholesterol and low fat, so of course it's gonna survive, you know, everything. Right. And but it was it was like chocolate cookies and things like that. Oh. It, was, it was obviously not good for you food. Right. It's totally marketed to make the low fat craze of the nineties yeah. plausible and realistic and enjoyable for those of us who are like, Well, I'm a little chunky and you eat some more snack wells. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're twelve, what do you do? You're like, right. hey, uh, my mother still uh, buys by that. She still, she still bought. You know, she bought into the low fat craze of the nineties, and now she will still anything that says low fat on it, she will eat. I mean, it might be one hundred percent sugar. You know, like if they marketed bags of sugar with like zero percent fat written on them, <laughs> she'd be sat there with a fucking bag and a spoon. <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder she's laying Not chocolate eggs. <laughs> 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 It's a little private joke there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, before the credits, uh, before the opening titles, rather, pretty good start. Yeah. Immediately post-opening titles, uh, when you would expect the A story to be established, Yeah. it's uh, father-husband's diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems Captain to be... Prostate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And <clears throat> it's all about how he's being put on a low-fat, high-fibre diet. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to have a heart attack in a second now. Yes. And everybody's making fun of Bobby and his vegetarian diet. It's, it is super weird to watch Leonard Betts, the guy who eats cancer <laughs> on the X-Files, <laughs> be the guy that everybody goes to for diet advice like, on this cop show. Because, like, because it's made, it's, this is like four years chronologically before that episode of X-Files was shot. And so they're all like, hey, Bobby, what should we eat that sounds like crap? And he's like, you should definitely be a vegetarian and be healthy. And you're just sitting there looking at him like, he's eating so much cancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every, he's telling everybody that it's like soy and whatever in his, like, little cooler that he brings in every day so that they won't go in it because it is just riddled with cancer it's just big big tumors in there oh it's like it's like lunchbox and it's full of different forms of cancer he's got like cancer pops yeah and like cancer yogurt yeah totally and it's like a night rider lunchbox yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to remember the theme to there was a theme. The Knight Rider? Knight Rider. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's the theme? Of course I would know it, wouldn't I? Which is like, I thought you meant the cancer show theme. Yeah, I was like, I don't think they had a different song in that episode of X-Files. Yeah, when they opened his lunchbox. Yeah. And he dips some cancer in ranch. Um... <laughs> it's just really weird to me. Like I, I can't. That guy. It's he's a lot like the guy who played like Elrond and Mitzi and V for Vendetta and all that jazz. To whom I can only refer as Agent Mitzi Elrond for Vendetta, because like he just is so attached to the roles that he plays. 
I don't even remember the dude's actual name, but he played Mitzi in, in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, uh, he, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, he, him. Yes. That guy. His name has already slid out of my mind. Um, <laughs> but, like, like uh, this guy is kind of like that dude. Like, yeah. I'm so, I have so strongly imprinted him as Leonard Betts from X-Files. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't let him be anybody else. I know. He's quite he's, creepy. He's just Leonard Betts in a wig. Yeah. <laughs> Like a weird clown wig. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I think it, that is his actual hair. I think it is, but it's Leonard Betts in a wig. It is Leonard Betts in a wig. Yeah. In a weird clown wig, as you said. <laughs> so, Leonard, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> yeah, just carry on eating your cancer. Just, <laughs> we didn't say anything about your hair. It was fine. <laughs> I'm glad you've got it. It's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, he's, he might not have it now. He might not. Mm-hmm. I've lost it all, uh-uh. eaten all the cancer. I know, uh, um, but it was very strange to go from that storyline, the whole high fiber, low fat storyline, immediately into uh, oh, we should say uh, Crystal Mother, um, Crystal Ashtray's mother returns yeah, in this episode, totally, yeah. and um, she comes to the police and goes, "I sold my baby, didn't she? She comes mm-hmm. clean. She says, I sold my baby. I would like it back,' and." Um, and it, but it's really jarring to go from people talking about um, broccoli and carrots to uh, a crack whore saying, I sold my baby. Yeah. It's like, there's a right, there's a total mismatch there. Supposedly for $200, which I'm still confirming is 60 60, yeah. 60 at most. I mean, we all saw yeah. it. There was it. three $20 bills that mm-hmm. they handed her. Old school 20s, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and that was weird. I, I thought it was it was very jarring, and um, it kind of annoyed me because I think I can't remember the actress's name now. It's like Patty. Kath, Kath, yeah, it's yeah. You know, she plays Patty, oh. and the actress called like Kathleen Wilhoots or something. <laughs> Wilhoots. Wilhoots. Well, she was in Twin Peaks, so she will hoot. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, thank terrible. you. That's- <laughs> I don't know, but it's... I mean, you mentioned Twin Peaks, so it's pretty good anyway. Uh-huh. I was thinking yeah, it's an owl, because an owl will hoot. So, yeah. So... Anyway, How does an owl specify its estate? It will hoot. I don't know. So she's in it, and she's great, right? That actress is so good. Like, I literally wrote down, Crystal Ashtray's mother remains by far the best performer in the entire show. Yeah. And in this episode, she has some really great bangs. She does. Yeah, the first first scene, though, but when she's back in, when she's in jail, Uh she looks a little greased down, but the first couple of scenes, banging bangs. Yeah. 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 And she's the actor who went on to spend years on a different Stephen Botchko cop show mm. as a cop character. Mm. And I, I feel like that's because she's the really the only person in this cast who has excelled as a performer yeah. in any way. I mean, she's she's a very talented singer. She's a very, talent, very talented actor. She's been given a really difficult part to make sympathetic, and she's made it sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's, it reminds me, actually, of there's a character in the, I think, the second season of Babylon 5, mm. who is mm. one of the Psychor members who's on the station. A really complex part, really conflicted loyalties, a really interesting character arc that ends in a big surprise about that character. And um, she's portrayed by a really talented actor. 
And then after that character leaves the show, that sort of slot in the storyline of who is the Psycor person in, on the station gets filled by somebody who is a dramatically worse actor. Just like a, a horrendously bad actor. Yeah. Who previously had never had an acting role. And this was her debut as an actor. And she was terrible. And she's never had an acting role since. That I will acknowledge. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, and, and like, they're very... It was obvious that the reason why they had replaced her with this much better actor for a few episodes for a season or whatever was because they needed somebody who could carry off this really complex part. And it just was just going to have to suck that she was going to be so much better than the other people she was around for a little while because that's what they needed. You know, they needed an actor of that caliber to pull off this part. I really feel like that's true of Crystal Ashtray's mother. Like, they need somebody who's a really good actor to pull off this part she does a great job, yeah. and she is this like diamond embedded in cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the other actors, are, um, I don't think they're terrible, but she is so good. Yeah, I think she does stand out, and that's 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 that was the thing. That was my point. That I always really enjoy every scene that she's in, and it was it it, I, it was to the detriment of her first scene in this episode. That it came after the whole, oh shit, I need to eat more broccoli scene. Because it was so jarring. Because it went from sort of like, oh, this old shit, to something that was genuinely good. And of course, because it's the scene where she comes in and says that she sold her baby, the emotional pitch is so high that it then kind of felt totally over the top. But I think if Mm -hmm. you look at the scene like on its own... It was like a really well done scene, but coming after the uh, "Oh, woe is me! I have to eat uh, cauliflower" scene, it just felt all wrong, and 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 it was too mm-hmm. heightened. But you know, it wasn't her fault, and it wasn't the scene's fault. It was just where it was put. Whereas if it had come straight after the opening titles, despite the fact that that would mean it came after Randy Newman's chunky poo face, <laughs> um, it would still have worked better because he would have been thinking this is the A story and not just that sort of like, mm-hmm. is this the B story? Is the cauliflower saga the A story? But yeah, I just sort of, yeah, I, you know, it was, it, I, I just thought that was unfortunate. Because one minute it's like, high fiber. And the next minute it's like, I sold my baby for drugs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. These are not equivalent problems. Yes. I, I feel like uh, there are a lot of things that I like noticed in the course of her song right mm-hmm. then. One of the things I noticed was all those cops looking around like, is she still singing? <laughs> like, are we still rolling? Is that a thing we're still doing? Okay. Yeah. Like, they don't... I don't know. It's just... Uh, it's like the episode itself doesn't even know what to do with a song that good. Yeah. But it's also, I think, another symptom of the fact that this show just can't make up its mind about what kind of show it wants to be. Yeah. It's trying to be three different shows at once. Yeah. And the song was good as well. The song yeah. was actually really good. It was the... Yeah, it was my you, favorite one of the whole episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You Lied or something it was called. Yeah. It was where she sings it to the yeah. policewoman because... She's come in to say that she sold her baby and she wants it back. And then they, they basically, they use the information to, to go after the baby merchant. Yes. Um, and, um, but it, they also then take that as a confession by her and lock her up. So she's, 
understandably aggrieved. Very. Yes. <clears throat> well, next thing I've got is LaRusso in the shower. Yes. Oh, I, well, the next thing I have written down is, what about a woman president? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Yes. Well, a woman on top. Woman on top. No. Yeah. Definitely. I like how Oz is staring at him just like, you, sir, are the problem. <laughs> Oh right, okay, yeah. He takes a whip into the bathroom, but there, there he was takes the his whip into the bathroom. There was the bathroom scene with um, uh, buds. I don't want a toothbrush. I don't want to put your tooth- my toothbrush in your eye. Blah blah blah. That, that yes. was definitely there. Yeah, yeah. And then we went straight into the woman on top. Because because we've got Larusso in the shower. Then there's the scene in the cafeteria. So the the healthy eating saga moves oh, on. See, I think I was too transfixed by Larusso in the shower to mm-hmm. notice anything. Or write it down. Uh, well, you would you would be. Um, I was wondering what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why is he doing all that shaking. clapping? <laughs> and why is he clapping in his crotch? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then there was like another scene about healthy eating, and you just kind of think it was just like the like a. Uh, uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Del Monte or whatever, yeah. you know, because it was... The it was food Pyramid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which came out in, like, ni- the early 90s. The oh, original really? Food Pyramid, which was, like, 7 to 11 servings of grain, breads, and pasta. And then, like, Jesus you know... Christ. Yeah, and then, like, lesser on... Um, I know that fats and sweets... Uh, or sparingly, and then it was like meat, and then they had like vegetables and fruit might have been right above that. So it was like grains, vegetables, fruit and meats, and then fats and sweets were at the top. Oh, okay. So if you think about it, it's kind of like totally inverse from where we're at. Now minus the sweets at the bottom. It's a yeah. lot of carbs. I mean, yeah. I'm a guy who bakes, and that's a lot like of carbs. Six to eleven servings, or seven to eleven servings per day. I mean, I could I could live that way. Snack mm-hmm. wells, like totally, like where do you put the snack wells? Because like low fat, but is it a carb or is it you know is it considered mm. like a pasta or a grain? A... If it's like you know made from flour. And then covered mm. in all kinds of plastic mm. shit. Does that go into the sweets or does that go into the... Because it was low fat. I think Snack Wells is made from fairy dust. It totally was made from fairy shit. <laughs> 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 I think it was just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I ate a lot of Snack Wells in the 90s. Me I'm too. I, I, I ate them by the box. I wonder if they still make them. I don't think so. Ooh. Maybe the CEO is listening in right now. Well, if you are, you should revive Snackwells and maybe also revive Cop Rock because mm-hmm. we have some ideas about how to revive it. Sponsored by Snackwells. <laughs> it could be the first cop jail musical porn sponsored by a snack food. <laughs> I mean, that's you got to hang your hat on something. Uh, I was trying to think if there was already one, but I don't think there is. No. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure there's not. Yeah. Can we call it snack porn? Mm-hmm. Snack porn, yeah. Porn wells. Porn wells. Snack porn. I like any snack of these. Snack porn well. Snack porn well. Yeah. Mm. I'd watch it. Well, we're watching this shit. <laughs> so. There's probably already porn sponsored by an energy drink, so I figure snack foods are the next logical step. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and then you say we had the scene with the uh, is he uh, the chief of police? Was he? Yes. Yeah, and um, and we don't see inside the cupboard this week. I was very no, disappointed. I'm so sad. He goes into the cupboard with his whip, with a whip, and whips something and yells "Yeehaw!" Yes, and is obviously enjoying himself. Yeah, I think it was self-flagellation. I, I think, think so. right. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. I was thinking, what's in the cupboard this week? Kink. <laughs> and that was it. And she's just like, and that was it. That was the end of the... the well, kink the is on page three scene. of my notes. I'm like, kink in the 90s? Question mark? Like, what was popular? So, I think self-flagellation, where we're going oh, back to, like, you know, yeah. puritanical slash... Leather you know, and cat of nine tails kind of yeah. stuff. Definitely mm. was popular in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You he know, had the leather, I'm sure. Leopard print handcuffs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could have easy access to those. Oh, yeah. That dude's probably got chaps for every day of the week. Yeah. And, like, the what were they? Was it, was it a bolo tie? Yeah, the bolo tie. Yeah. Totally. Mm. Yeah, that was kinky. <laughs> um, and then we had the... Uh, <laughs> for me, uh, what came next was the highlight of the episode. <laughs> And that was the song. Uh, well, I don't, I'm not quite sure what the song was called. Is I, I think it was called Baby Merchants. Yes. <laughs> I, I, uh, brackets or open brackets. Tots are us. Those brackets. The <laughs> <laughs> human trafficking song. <laughs> human trafficking song. Yeah. And um, and, uh, and like I think you pointed out, he was like Randy Newman Jr. <laughs> Yeah, Randy, even newer man. <laughs> well, he well, did look a lot like him. He did. Yeah. I was, I was, he looked yeah. kind of skinny, Randy Newman. Yeah. And he even had that <laughs> for like yeah. a moment where he had like a chunky poo, like in the park. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like in his little jacket, though, like with his hair and it was like grooving around his song. I wrote the vaguely Huey Lewis song about yes. human trafficking is the perfect surreal cherry on the Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Huey Lewis, that was a very good... Uh, it's such a weird uh, song. Yeah. And a weird moment. And can you imagine how awkward they felt filming this? <laughs> While this guy... Because they, everybody else, is just stock still. Yeah. Except there are just children playing everywhere around them. And this dude is just like doing these little dance moves, but they're so tightly filmed that he moves like four inches in either direction and he's done his full range. Yes. You know, and he's just like doing this like little hip thing. <laughs> hiding behind a tree. Hiding behind yeah. a tree doing his little hip thing. And like, I'm a baby merchant. And it is so fucking weird. I, can, I would love to have seen the expressions on their faces the first time they read the script. Yeah. I would kill for photography of that. Tots for us. <laughs> Tots are us. us. Yeah. Tots are us. Oh. I also wrote down who wants to bet that park is where cruising happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would bet a nickel. That's every park, isn't it? Well, I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why they call them parks, because you park and then go walk around and get laid. <laughs> right? That's <laughs> where the word comes from. I think so. Um, yeah, that was a tremendously strange <laughs> a, a sequence, and um, yeah, see, I, I see, I can't decide um, with this episode because you know, um, uh, I'm compiling a list of uh, songs right for the inevitable cop rock soundtrack album, the oh, God, original yes. soundtrack, 
and uh, uh, I, I don't know what song we would get from um, from this episode because there are some there are some really good songs to choose from. There's the "You Lied" song, mm-hmm. which is I think the best song. Oh, definitely. But it's almost kind of like too one. good to go on the soundtrack album. Yeah. So there is this one. You know, this, I'm, 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 not, I'm not suggesting that we decide now. I'm just throwing it in there. Baby Merchant, for your consideration. <laughs> I, think, I think that the question you need to answer first mm. is, are you looking for the highest quality song in each episode? Which in some episodes is going to be, you're going to have to sift with a pretty <laughs> fine mesh. Um, mm-hmm. Or... <laughs> Are you looking for the song that best represents the cop rock experience? Perfection. Perfection. There we go. But, but I think Baby Merchant best represents the cop rock experience. Yeah. Yes. It is by no means the best song. No. But it, I, Yeah, I think it should be more about the experience and not the best song. Because some of the best songs are not the most poignant in the cop rock experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, it's going on the soundtrack album. I do think the one where she sells the baby is, is a that contender. One, yeah. What's well, a quality song that and is, it represents the cop rock experience. Yeah. 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 That I mean, was the last song of the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I have it down actually um, on the uh, OST uh, uh, list. Uh, it's in the wrong <laughs> bit, but I, yeah. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember what it was called. So I just called it Selling My Baby for Crack. <laughs> <laughs> but we know which one it, it, it is, I mean, don't we? Yeah, instantly I know which yeah. one it is. I know. And she's sitting in the cop car drives by. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematography wise, and the mm-hmm. song was good, and the baby yeah. didn't cry while she was being sold for sixty dollars. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. probably too adult to cry. Yeah. You know. Well, she'd be going through DTs, so I think there'd oh, be some yeah. addling there, <laughs> for sure. Actually, I just realised I didn't put the full title down. I put "Selling My Baby for Crack" and then in brackets for. Hundred dollars scratched out, sixty. <laughs> but in this episode, she sold, said she sold her for two hundred. Yeah. Oh, she's a crack whore. You can't take <laughs> anything she says as gospel. I mean, I love her to bits, but you know. But. Oh, Patty. <laughs> so um, right. So yeah. So yeah. Tots are us. Definitely on the soundtrack album. Yeah, I feel. I love yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. And then we have a, a brief scene uh, between uh, Ralph and uh, daughter wife. Yeah. Where the, again, there's even there's a, yet another reference to his diet. God, it's like they really want us to care about this diet. I know, right? <laughs> and they know we're not paying attention. Exactly. And so they're going to have to tell us ten times. Yes. Um, it is. It's like a, a storyline as palate cleanser, between you know, between yeah. sort of like scenes that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was a bit where they're kind of uh, they're walking through the corridor together, right? She just happens a- across him, which isn't probably that difficult because, as the storyline's established, he's you know quite unfit. So she probably does like two laps of the entire station for his like half. So she probably comes across him about four times. A day. Oh, easily. And four times for every single journey that he makes, from mm-hmm. office to toilet, mm-hmm. where he's having problems with his... Uh, right. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as, as, long as, you're, 
As long as her desk is between his office and the men's room, she's going to basically be able to sustain a conversation with him. Which then answers my question, uh, Ralph and daughter-wife, just how did that happen? I still don't think we're... There was a thing, there was a song, right, about, like, yeah. how, how can you love me, <clears throat> or whatever. She did a song about how stable and, and kind yes. he was. But it still begs the question, just how the fuck did that happen initially? She's got a daddy thing. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, but there's, like, you know, a daddy thing. I mean, there's, like, a dilf, and he's, like, a... a, 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 a he's more a, like a dilf, a dad I'd like to cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he's like a like a, a, a dealer, a dad I'd like to avoid. <laughs> you know, it's just like I, I wouldn't. Yeah. There's somebody out there for everyone. Well, there is. Um, even if he has got a dodgy thyroid, prostate, mm. whatever. Maybe that's why he took so long in the she... toilet. He was trying to wee out of his thyroid. <laughs> so that would do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway. While she's being serenaded by her partner, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to pretend to be her husband, because that's the same guy that was in the car yeah. episode. Yeah. So she's got her dilk while her partner's trying to milk, I guess. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's all. He's, mm-hmm. try, he's trying. And he's a cutie. Yeah. That's I mean, Andy. Is uh, that, is that Gaines? Remember. No, Gaines um, is the guy who, who like, tries to be friends with everybody. Right. He's the one who kind of says, like, hey, some of my best friends are black. Well, yeah. I say friends, the people I listen to, but still, yeah. yeah. That's that one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they kind of look similar, don't they? They do. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of look the same. I think Gaines is kind of goofier than oh, okay. this dude. Like, this dude's, like, trying to be smooth, and Gaines is just, like, blah. Yeah. Goofy. Okay. No, the, okay. Yeah. No, the, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, but the whole Ralph and daughter-wife thing, it's like the, the world's longest drawn-out Rohypnol date. <laughs> Because you just kind of think, like, once, that, that, I, could, I could see it happening once, but seriously, she's just, like, in this fugue state, and it's just this horrible, I mean, there's all sorts of different marriages, there are marriages of convenience, there are lavender marriages, this is the first Rohypnol marriage I've heard of, um, but yeah, I don't know what he slipped her on that first date, but fuck, that... Stuff really works, doesn't it? Um, anyway. Sorry, that was really funny. Um, and then he has to go to the crab scene. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't drink the wine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure there had to have been wine and an Italian mob lunch. I mean, yeah, and you could see it. it. Yeah. You could see it. There were glasses everywhere. Well, right? he's just professional mm-hmm. enough not to drink on the job. Uh, I guess so. Like, I wrote down about chick- that. At least he was, like, not leaving fingerprints with the gloves. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Picking up the, you know, veal parmesan. Yeah. Or whatever. I guess it's not... I, I, I was thinking of the um, recent Saturday Night Live video that I watched with the... Um, the They were doing this uh, Olive Garden videos. <laughs> they were, like, trying to get these vignettes of people and like you know pretend like you're having a good time in Olive Garden <laughs> and it was like one of them about the veal parmigiana and stuff and yeah it was it's not going anywhere <laughs> much like Crystal Ashtray's mom and her recovery apparently yeah <laughs> well, I, I wrote down the restaurant crime scene is a legitimately great scene but as someone who has always been on a diet to one or another degree, I would like to note that I could not eat from the dead. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there, I have had inappropriate snack times. I have never eaten from the plate of a dead person. Mm-hmm. Mm. No. Especially I mean, since it could have been splattered with blood. Right. Is that marinara? Is that blood? Right. Exactly. You, you don't know. That's disgusting. That they have their happy bee vaccinations. Mm-hmm. I must admit, I did find it very funny. It was very, very funny. funny. It's it, a really great comedic scene. It is. And the actor, um, who I know we've sort of like taken the piss out of a bit here, uh, but he he did that really well. He sells it completely. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed that scene. He's like, go on now, I've got to finish my meal. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's like, and I don't want you to see how much I'm about to binge. <laughs> yeah. And I've been there, you know. No. I've been there. Yeah. I tend to eat things off people's plates. Not usually if they're dead. Right. I don't encounter a lot of dead people in restaurants. No. I've never. I've, I've, I'll go on record and say I've never had dinner with a dead person. Well, I had dinners dinners with people who have subsequently died, but sure. not immediately afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Like years later. Like, and they didn't like die, and you walked up and started eating off their plate. No. And I, I think it would depend what they were eating. Like, if it was like they, they were having like pasta, and that would have been cold. Oof. So I wouldn't have had that. And like you say, marinara. Or blood, you don't know. If you were having pudding, and it was something that wasn't going to spoil... Oh, pudding as in British pudding, as in dessert. Right. Not, not that horrible pudding pudding. But like yeah, if you were having dessert. Pudding. Like what kind of pudding do you mean? Oh, like... Um, Draw oh, the distinction for me. Oh, like pudding here is like uh, is a particular kind of dessert, right? Yeah. Whereas pudding in the UK just means dessert. Oh, okay. Because okay. so you have like you, you have like a starter, a main, and a pudding. Oh, okay. And it might be cake, or it might be pie, or it could be cake. Or, yeah, it could okay. be a nice creme brulee. Okay. Um, or a creme caramel, mm-hmm. or even a jam really poly, or a spotted dick. I probably wouldn't have the spotted dick, <laughs> just in case there were spots of blood on there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it was something chocolate, uh, that would probably be all right. You could wipe it off. Yeah, unless it was in like. Um, some kind of um, fruit sauce, because then you wouldn't, you oh, wouldn't yeah, again. No, you wouldn't be sure. Uh, yeah, no. Can we open this pudding caramel? That's yours. Can I eat it now? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So, so our, 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 our listener, if they're still there, they've probably been nipping out uh, as we've been having this conversation. Probably we've talked so. about a lot we, of food. We've probably made them go crack over some marinara. So probably. And might might got might have come to murder their dinner companion. Might might do just for shiggles. <laughs> well, I've never eaten from the plate of a dead person, but I have had my phone number found on a wrapper of a dead person. What in a truck when I was seventeen? What? Yeah, I was writing uh, my senior thesis in high school, and we went to the local college where we had to use the microfiche and microfilm back in the day before internet yeah and my uh best friend and i were walking to another friend's sister's house and she was in college in that town and we were walking and we went by to just see if she was in between classes or home from work or whatever it was you know like a thursday afternoon or something Mm. and so then we were walking she wasn't home so we were walking past her home back to the the library and this guy pulled over and 
he looked like Howard Stern. There we go. And he's sitting there, and but I don't even know that I knew who Howard Stern was at the time, so I feel like he reminded me of somebody else who was kind of like Howard Stern. <laughs> he pulls up in his truck, and we're sitting there. He's like, hey, what are you girls doing? We're like, uh, hey, we're trying to find our friend Becky. And he's like talking to us, and he's clearly, you know, probably in his early late 20s early 30s we were 17 we had no idea about like age differences and stuff and so we're sitting there on the side of the road and he pulled over in his truck and was talking to us and he was clearly trying to get information from us but we were so naive and had never experienced because we were from Apollers and we (laughs) had no idea how to interact with the situation and so he asked me for my phone number like we chatted for a couple of minutes and i was like yeah sure i'm living with my parents at the time so i give my parents phone number to this dude because i don't know that you can actually lie in these situations because i'm not a liar i'm just like yeah. like here's my phone number this is my name i don't actually know my social security number yet <laughs> but when you find out that i know that i'll give it to you as well oh you know like God. i have to huh. have like those life experiences where you're like you just don't do this you don't do this okay you've got this done you can do this but don't do this and so a couple of weeks later like i remember actually it was still the same situation there was this giant tractor trailer that drove by and we were asking him what his name was and he said jp but we heard the tractor trailer in our ear and all we heard both of us were like did you just say James Dean? <laughs> and so then he drives off and we're sitting there. We're like, okay, we just met James Dean. We have no idea. He's got my phone number. He wrote it down on the McDonald's wrapper. A week or two later, somebody calls my parents' house asking for at that number. I was in high school. And <laughs> so then my dad was like, um, can I help you with something? And they're like, well, we found this phone number with her name on a wrapper in this truck and this guy is missing and we just wanted to know she may be one of the last people that have seen him nobody's seen him since you know blah 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 day and so i get home from school my dad's like did you meet a guy named jp i'm like like, oh my god how did my dad find out you know like we just talked to him we didn't do anything and so somebody had my somebody had called the school counselor because they found out that i was in high school and I was like, literally, we met on the side of the road. I was trying to find Becky. She wasn't there. We went back to the library. That was it. This was the time we were there. This is what happened. This is when we left. Apparently, he had, they found him like a week after down the river, eight and bod hurdles. Ooh. And that was kind of my experience of you know whatever the fuck we were talking about. Oh with. my god! Had he been murdered or had He'd he been, been murdered? He'd been murdered. Like, he was apparently so hated in that town that somebody fucking, like, stomped him ass, murdered. I don't know if he... I I feel like I remember him hearing that he was shot. Um, But I was 17 and kind of terrified about giving anybody my phone number after that. Bet. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. Not quite as... I mean, it's kind of like right up there with scariness of being in the crack house. You know? It's like... You know, so... You've had a lot of experiences touch on this show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mm. you're among friends here. Yeah. (laughs) Did you do it? No. All right, okay, I'm just asking. Well, I thought I I was kind of. (laughs) I was kind of. I was kind of like, like, oh, somebody's expressing interest in me. I've never had this happen before. (laughs) 
You know, because I was, you know, yeah. 17 and awkward and not like everybody's oh, totally. pick. Yeah. Because yeah. I was, you know, damn near six feet tall and 200 pounds and most random guy drives by and is like, hey, young chicks, you know. Mm. So he's obviously oh. praying. Oh, my yeah. God. But also I didn't realize, you know. Totally. That was weird. That is super weird. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. But you but didn't do it. I did not do mm-hmm. it. Okay. And you didn't it, even enter a fugue state and do it and not remember later. No. Mm-hmm. You're sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure unless he... Yeah, we made it back to the bus on time. <laughs> Were you covered in I marinara? We <laughs> <laughs> were not covered in marinara. <laughs> <laughs> unless we were still using learning how to use tampons. I have no idea. <laughs> it's like, you know, one of those things that like these experiences throughout life, that was definitely one of the ones that I was like, it's okay to lie to people who are trying yeah. to... Yeah. I didn't know that you could do that. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I was so naive. and Same. I grew up in a really rural place where mm-hmm. I was told I could trust people. Mm-hmm. I couldn't trust those people. Yeah. But I was certainly told I could. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at the same time, I was told to be suspicious of everyone. And those were very conflicted messages. And so what you end up doing is trusting the people you know. People you've met, right, and not trusting anybody who's a stranger, right, and uh, and so I'm convinced that I made like dumb choices at one time or another because I was like, sure, I can trust them. Yeah. I know who their parents are, right. You know, yeah. See, I don't think I was ever really given the suspicious me- message, so I was just kind of blindly mm. trusting everybody. Which sometimes some people think I still blindly trust everybody, but I totally trust my gut and I put mm-hmm. that out there more than I do anything and I'm like okay I'm just gonna like you know spidey sense mm-hmm. like you know how do I feel about this person mm-hmm. and I would say a good portion of the times I'm right but a lot of times you know I've learned what makes me go okay I really didn't feel that way and I kind of was like oh you should trust that person because they're nice oh yeah no actually they're mm-hmm. just like a complete fucking asshole mm-hmm. I'm trying to take advantage of the mm-hmm. situation and yeah, so I fine-tuned that where I would say I'm a good percentage mm. better, but well, still, right. I still I still try to, try to trust people, and I think that's just who I am as a person. Yeah. When I was growing up, I was always told not to trust anybody, and that's why I did all them murders. <laughs> you made lots of marinara. Mm-hmm. Are you a millionaire? Did you make a million on marinara? Do you have a song about it? No, but I tell you what, that Howard Stern guy, he had it coming. I don't regret that at all. Yeah. I'm just sorry that, you know, I didn't remove your number before I did him in. <laughs> he probably did have it coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Honest. yeah. Exactly. So, talking about people that had it coming, Finn Mayer. Finn yeah. Mayer. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, well, I say thin, in her face and her body, she's thin. But what they seem to have done is they've taken all the fat out of her body and pumped it into her hair. <laughs> and her mouth. I feel like her mouth, like, I feel like her, does she sound different? She does, she's, it's been a while, but she sounds well, a little more, yeah. like, I don't know. If her, or maybe she's not used to talking with her mouth mouthpiece out. Possibly. She had. She was wearing buck teeth, like false right. teeth. Right. She was. And she was wearing 
like heavy the, the facial prosthetics mm-hmm. beforehand, which would definitely make your mouth's muscular musculature behave differently. Okay. Yeah. So once they removed it, she just sounded different to me. Yeah. 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 No, that that hair was um, quite terrifying. Ooh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It was like a fright wig. Yes. Had seen something that scared it. <laughs> it was like a Wookiee that wore a fright wig and saw something scary. Because <laughs> it, it, it did have that kind of frizzy kind of aspect to it as well, didn't it? Like Aquanet! <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it was ozone destroying. Mm-hmm. It was. You know. Also, I would like to note that as I am apparently a sensitive and informed person, I wrote down the human trafficking pyramid quandary is a real problem in law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that whole notion that like there are. I've read a really good book that I don't remember the name of right now um, about like problems in law enforcement and how like the wrong person usually ends up being the one to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And the whole point that that officer has of like. Crystal Ashtray's mother has shown up and tried to do the right thing, and she's the person who's in jail. She's the only one who's in jail now. Yes. Like, that's actually a real problem. The person who has the least to tell is the person everybody else flips on, and that's the person who ends up going to prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see this a lot in drug trafficking enforcement. Yeah. It's the, the person who doesn't have anybody left to flip on is the person who goes to prison, so it's always the low man on the totem pole. And she's really just trying to find baby Crystal Ashtribe. Because mm. how else is she going to sell her again for another two hundred dollars or sixty? Sixty. She's going to get drugs now. She doesn't have a baby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got the um, uh, another musical number set in the gym. Yeah, where uh, Ralph. Has to uh, gets on a like a, a exercise bike and he's surrounded by a bunch of muscle Marys. Total muscle queens. Yeah, and, and that... one super butch lesbian. <laughs> yes, and I love her. She looked amazing. Actually, oh, she looks great. Jesus they all look great. If I could look like that, I'd be quite happy. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I'd even have the breasts. You know, I mean, I would. If if I had like musculature like that, I'd be quite happy to have breasts with it. You can always find them. At first, I was thinking, I'm like, wow, I'm like, that guy's not quite as ripped as the other ones. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's the chick. <laughs> yes. Although there was a guy there as well, that blonde guy, <laughs> that had a bit of a Fausta the Nazi Wonder Woman <laughs> vibe going on. Definitely. Yeah. And because he had like blonde hair and blue eyes and all that kind of thought. And, and the neck that looked hair. like it could conquer Poland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had that Aryan. <laughs> Scariness going on. <laughs> Did you say cocker pulling or cocker pulling? <laughs> I was saying like cocker pulling. Is that like some like you know, like gymnast moves? Cocker pulling, like you know, some <laughs> festival oh. or. I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he yeah practice that. A, a festival of cocker pulling is Co- something I would be interested in. Mm. But no, I I said cocker Poland. 
<laughs> Cocker Poland, Conquer Poland, you know. Yeah. What do you yeah. do in a day? Yeah. You know, I do some Conquer Poland mm. or Conquer Poland. Why choose? <laughs> well, Why there was the other guy, and he had such an enormous neck, didn't he? Yeah. He was he almost was... like an amphibian. He was like a Kardashian. <laughs> Not a Kardashian. Not a Kardashian. No, a Kardashian. a Kardashian. Yeah, he really did have... It was like he had a neck like a fireplace, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> it was fucking enormous. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was kind of scary. He's it just was terrifying. Think, like, how, how, uh, shirts. He must have had his shirts custom made. I know I'm probably like, overthinking this, but still, it was just just huge. Like, does he have For like real. a 24? Four inch neck, like what's an average well, yeah. neck? No, you like, got it. Like, I mean, like I wear an eighteen and a half inch neck okay. and, and thirty five inch or thirty six inch sleeves, and um, that dude would. I mean, that dude wouldn't be able to button my collar. No, be like that. Yeah, because does it count the neck from like the ears or no, like no, down around the? Yeah. So that includes the his trapezius. That were exploding into his ears. If he's like ears. flexing, so that he shows his hood. Or would that be trapezius? Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> if he shows his hood like a threatened lizard, um, <laughs> it'd be like forty inches. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's insane. We should try and get a screen grab of that. We should. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll work on that one. Okay. Can we can we add some like stills throughout the soundtrack that I'm sure we're gonna have? Oh yeah! Can we have the oh, video totally. of the songs and then put some of our favorite stills from that episode mm. into wow. the soundtrack? It's a lot of work. It's gonna be a visual. I'm gonna turn this into a multimedia experience. <laughs> And maybe throw some old, like, crime scene photos of those murders, that w- what I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to break it up. It's going to be trouble finding that dude, but, you know, because the turtles got to him. That's uh, true, yeah. yeah. I've got the Polaroids still. Good, okay. <laughs> Good job on thinking to bring turtles, Dean. too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it took me ages to train those turtles. Oh, man. Didn't yeah. even know we had turtles in this river. Um, <laughs> before that, though, I think we actually had the scene where LaRusso... Shows up at the office of that lawyer that sprung him out of jail. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And she arrests him by taking his belt off and wrapping it around his hands. Mm. And I wrote down, if jail turned LaRusso into a sub-bottom, then this show has been worth all my time. (laughs) (laughs) All my time. Every second. I will watch it three more times all the way through if I need to. To make that be a thing. Sorry. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Mm. I could have gotten real creepy while we were watching because <laughs> in my head I was just like, I was just like, Daddy likes. <laughs> I think you're all clapped out by that point. <laughs> That's what the pharmacist said, anyway. <laughs> and there was the the st- the person in the beginning of the show whose name was Clap, and we're like, oh, how unfortunate. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They've been all clapped out too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, in the Ralph workout scene, I really enjoyed the lyric, uh, Turn Your Back on Mr. Heart Attack. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yes. That was well done. See, I think I, I just stopped taking notes at that point. 
So here's my overly like food and exercise song. That's all I have. <laughs> That's my entire notes for that scene. Here's my food un- exercise song. Here's my unnecessarily academic note about that scene. This scene reflects a real trend of its time, and in a larger sense, it represents a larger cultural shift present in every generation of finding out the finding out the hard way that times change and their old assumptions are disproved. Because he's thought he could go through his whole life eating liverwurst sandwiches and sitting on his ass in his lab. Yeah. And now he has to learn how to use an exercise bike surrounded by hot muscle dudes who are all half his age. Yes. At a time when he feels threatened by the fact that he knows, he's got to know that his wife's partner is on to her. I want to know how you wrote all that in the dark. It's actually <laughs> super sloppy, but I did manage it. Whilst masturbating. Whilst. <laughs> 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 Siri and I have a very special relationship, <laughs> and I can just dictate to her, and she'll get it. Is she, like, activated by a certain her? noise? <laughs> like, when, she, when the fapping begins. <laughs> let's just say... Let's she does, just, like, some sort of, like, brain pulse. <laughs> let's just say it doesn't have to be a fingerprint on the button reader. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know I'm saying... <laughs> and I thought me doing their murders would have been the most disturbing thing we discussed this week. But no, it turns out no. No, no just, you know, dig phones. <laughs> and then we have the uh, the final scene, I think, the final sequence, when the chief of police uh, uh, returns the uh, mayor mm-hmm. after their night out. Yeah. And he's obviously been escorting her to some official function because... Yeah, they talk about it being a ball for the policeman's union or something. Yeah. And uh, and he's had a great time, hasn't he? he? I think they've both had quite a good time. I think yeah. they've had a lot of good time in glasses. <laughs> yeah, because oh, she especially comes over as being pretty inebriated. Yeah, and because she's like ruffling his hair and everything, and um, and he's kind of like uh, he kind of says like words to the effect of um, it's very it's very very touching. It's very beautiful because. He says, words to the effect of, I never fancied you when you were fat, but now that you're not, <laughs> right. I'll fuck you. Yeah. That's basically what he says. Yeah. I mean... He's kind of like, now that you're pretty on the outside, <laughs> yeah. I see your beauty yeah. on the inside. Exactly. Yeah, which exactly. was kind of really fucked up. It's yeah. like, wow, you're not so horrible to take out on a date. Now I can say that I think you're kind of hot on the inside, too. <laughs> like, two actors who could have been, like, the most compelling performances in a show. Mm-hmm. They're experienced actors. They're both talented people. He could have been the the kind of comedic, crazy guy. Um, she could have been the, like, really serious professional who's going to climb that ladder and, and now has this... To, it, it could be about, like, how she has to face... This question of like now that life is going well for me in LA, you know, do I want to leave it all to go to Washington, you know, and like, and now they're having these sort of like teenage experiences, and that's I always find that charming when mm. it's older characters, possibly because I'm an older person myself, and uh, but I mean you know I'm getting there anyway, but um, like I find it so horribly offensive yes that instead they are so reduced to this bullshit story mm-hmm. of him literally saying i should have seen her in her beauty before 
but now I do. <laughs> Parentheses, because now I would bone you. Yes. Because was, you're not yeah. horrible anymore. It was only your outer hideousness that was in the way of your inner beauty. Yeah. Yeah, it was all, it's, it's, you say, it's all massively offensive. Yeah. Which was very evident when he went into the her office and looked at the painting and then she came out and he's like, I'm waiting for the mayor. And she's like, well, here I am. And he's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> you know, that was. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, practically uh, has to slap himself with his own dick. Yeah. And, and it's just so, so offensive. Yeah. Just cannot get over how much that storyline bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm interested now. I didn't really care two shits when you look like a bulldog chewing a wasp. <laughs> <laughs> and who says romance is dead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she has a little song, did not she? Mm-hmm. She has a little song where she looks in the mirror and she kind of says, like... Uh, it's, is it like... Uh, it was so awful. I think I'd like... Um, I didn't even take any notes. I'm like, Mayor or Roger, that was it. She Thank sings, you. is it possible this is a face someone could love? Yes. It's like, oh, I wish which, I'd been pretty all my life. Yeah, which... Uh, oh, yeah, and she says, I, I, I spent so much time watching the, the like beautiful and available goodbye. And I'm like, fuck the... Sh- <laughs> fuck every part of this. Yeah. yeah. I know. She's so good. She basically sings that song a cappella and they throw piano underneath it in post-production. Like, you can right, tell. There's, yeah. like, ambient sound in her song. There is no ambient sound in anybody else's song in the entire fucking show. Yeah. There's ambient sound in that song for her because she just stood on set and sang the song and was good enough to go. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they hand her that crap. Yeah. Ugh. So... I think it's safe to say that song isn't going on our an official soundtrack, right? No, definitely not. Okay. And I, I just realised I've been calling it the official soundtrack. <laughs> like, yeah, <you know, laughs> we are the cop well, people. Nobody else has produced it. Nobody else. Nobody else has done it. I mean, at this point, we're practically making the show. We pretty, pretty much can, are. Can we do like one of those, you know? 80s wow can we do a cop rock wow you know like you know when they bring the whole decade back and they're mm-hmm. oh kind of promoting the top 10 songs of that decade that particular decade can we do the top 10 songs of cop rock i bet if we sold this to VH, if we pitched this to vh1 they'd buy it yeah if we had a time machine and traveled back in time to vh1 of like 10 years ago yeah now that's what i call cop rock <laughs> that's, that's what I call cop rock. Mm-hmm. VH1, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get in touch. Get in touch. So, so that was episode four. Let's go watch episode five. But we must decide Yes. who's good cop, who's bad cop, and who's innocent bystander. It's a hard one. It is. What are you feeling? I feel like with the show, I always want to be a bad cop, but on this one, I feel like... I think you were innocent bystander last time, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't be innocent bystander this time. No, no, no. no. This was not terrible. This was not my favorite. It was kind of a reunion, because it has been a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go innocent bystander, because I didn't completely hate it. There were parts of it that I loved and parts of it that I hated. Um... Yeah, I think it brings up an important part of we all need to have a 
not low-fat diet in our lives. We need to take care of ourselves by not getting to the point where we sell our children and or feel like we need to have plastic surgery to feel beautiful. So I'm going to go innocent bystander on I'm really glad the 90s are over. Okay, fair enough. And that I feel a little more comfortable with myself in saying these things. Where when I was 12, I was like, oh my god, I have to like fucking lose weight and eat all of these snack wells. Because <laughs> I have 20 pounds, I need 40 pounds. Shit, I might have had 50 pounds, I need to lose then. So yeah, innocent bystander. Blimey. 40 pounds lighter since 1996. <laughs> Thank you. I feel as though this episode has kind of stirred something within us all but especially in within you mm-hmm. that's that's bringing up a lot of stuff there do you think by the end of watching cop rock we'll all be cured <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like self-therapy does having it's more like... problems count as being cured um well i don't well i guess in in this day and age in this kind of world yes i think it's entirely possible oh. for me i look forward to that so are you good cop are you bad cop I could go either way. I could go either way, to be honest. I'm going to claim good cop on the strength of Lou Russo is a terrible person, but he's really hot in this episode. Mm. We get to see him shirtless in the shower. Mm-hmm. We get to... Uh, with his non-Dino arms. With his non-T-Rex <laughs> arms that I'm sure are prosthetics. Uh, and... And there's Crystal Ashtray's mom has a great song. I feel like there's a lot to actually like about this. I feel like this show's cop elements are some of its strongest cop elements so far. Because it is touching on, like, real issues of, like, how do the police remain sympathetic to perpetrators and when do they choose to look at the bigger picture versus a, a, a bust that they can make right away. I feel like all those are, are important elements of a good cop story and they're actually engaging with those issues in a way that surprises me. They're not making any headway on them, but they're engaging with them, and I'm impressed by that. So I'm going to go good cop. Mm-hmm. I get, I, I get all that. Well, that leaves me with bad cop, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm happy enough to be bad cop because there are some great elements of this um, episode, and there's some really, really terrible ones as well. I mean, the whole, you know, the the mayor and the chief of police uh, storyline was uh, awful and offensive. And it was offensive on so many levels because narratively it's offensive and it's offensive to put two great actors in the middle of that shit show. Um, and the whole... I just I just, just did not give a shit about Ralph and his healthy eating. And that just kind of kept coming around. Like every couple of scenes there was something about broccoli or mm-hmm. cauliflower. And admittedly it did give rise to a genuinely funny scene in the restaurant where Ralph eats the uh, the dead people's food but um, yeah and also I loved the the Crystal Ashtray's mom's song but the way it was juxtaposed with the cauliflower saga just <laughs> completely ruined it um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be bad cop because um, I just didn't think, on the whole, the episode really stood up. Sad face. Mm. Mm. I think I could have been bad cop very easily. Mm. 
for very similar reasons. But we're now over a third of the way through the series. God. I don't know if that is shocking to me because uh, it's gone relatively quickly or where it's shocking to me because we're still doing it. I know. <laughs> hard, to, hard to believe. Kind of like this bottle of wine. I know. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, about time we cracked open. Yeah, there. definitely get, a, mm-hmm. get a good provisions going. <laughs> if, <laughs> if Detective Duda can manage it um, Gotta get some provisions going So we can watch episode 5 Yeah But for now For this week It's uh, Goodbye from Officer Orifice Sergeant Snell Detective Duda <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a sign off Like Like hop off Or whatever but... <laughs> I can't come up with anything, so we're just not going to have that, I guess. Go cop off. Go cop off. <laughs> Go, Go cop, cop one. <laughs> Go cop yourself. <laughs> I guess it would be appropriate for cop a fail. <laughs> I, I, I hope that you're drinking as much as we are. <laughs> Let's Watch Cop Rock is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme music for Let's Watch Cop Rock is The Crime by Risework, released under a Creative Commons Non-Commercial Sharealike 3.0 License. And don't forget, you can find us on Twitter as at CopRocker and at Officer Orifice. But I've not seen it. You really need to watch it. I know. I can't believe you've not watched Kids in the Hall. No like, shit. That seems impossible to me. It's totally impossible. That's like, that's like hearing that that like you've never breathed air. <laughs> oh my god. I seriously just thought that. <laughs> Max. It, yeah, she looked very much I like was going to make it really dirty, but then I was like, no, I'm going to go for something generic. My lips Will you be laughing down below? Your lovers enjoy the show. Yeah, that's my crime, the crime of love. But I was busted by your deceit. With stuff and craft, I used my art.